Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The panel. Well, this morning, our panellists, first panel of the week, uh, Jamie Wall and Brad Lewis. Uh, good morning to uh, both of you two uh, gentlemen. Jamie Wall, uh, you'd have been a disappointed man if you'd fronted up to the press conference uh, in South Africa from uh, Mark Robinson. What did you make of all that? Uh, well, I wasn't too disappointed, given that that actually signalled that there wasn't going to be any sort of big announcement being made on the call. Um, so, you know, it was very much expecting what we what we ended up getting which was um uh, I, I guess a lot of nothing i mean i i, I heard you andrew gordy speaking about it and he, he kind of summed it up pretty well i thought although i will you know give them a little bit of um slack considering that the last time that they didn't show up for a press conference when everyone was expecting them to they got even more grief so they were kind of damned if you do damned if you don't and you know, he had to. He did. You know, he sat there and he talked for a good, you know, better part of half an hour. So, you know, it's uh, can't fault him for not for not fronting up. And given that it is an employment matter that we're talking about, and given that he did make it clear that you know, had they lost that test, reading between the lines rather, that they'd lost that test, that that Foster was gone, and that that I guess what you could call remarkable All Black performance has completely kind of throwing everything up in the air a little bit in terms of Foster's leverage over the situation uh, means that it meant that he, he couldn't really say what he wanted to say. Um, but it's pretty obvious that, that he does. But given that it's a board decision uh, and they now have to wait for, for that process to, to get underway and, and resolve itself, that you know there's, there wasn't much he could say anyway, really. Okay, um, Brad Lewis, uh, I imagine you're watching on uh, from a, lo- a distance as well over the events over the weekend. Uh, I mean, to me, I mean, he's about 12 minutes away from losing his job and then all of a sudden the last 12 minutes with a man in the bin being uh, Bowden Barrett. Uh, incredible comeback, Brad, um, for them to win that game and, and look so convincing in doing it. So uh, I think, was it as easy as saying it was on those last 12 minutes? Uh, potentially, and like I think we were 12 minutes away from Mark Ryan, Kilda, uh, Smithy, Kilda's Hummus. Uh, we're about 12 minutes away from Mark Robinson's press conference and be- press conference being beautifully timed. And look, the cynic in me says that that press conference was A, set up, as Jamie said, because they learned from their mistakes from last month. Um, but also, like most of the country, Smithy, uh, we- Mark Robinson did not think the All Blacks were going to win that test match. New Zealand Rugby did not think the New All Blacks were going to win that test match. And I think that that press conference was set up to say, basically, while Foster may potentially not be going, and I think there would have been a clearer message to the media and to the public yesterday 
But um, that great result and Artie Savia coming out and saying, he's my coach. Uh, Sam Kane saying, um, you know, we, we've blocked out the outside noise. We're focusing on ourselves um, and, and putting on a, a great performance for the public and for the jersey. Now, uh, even though a lot of us, I, I still thoroughly believe that Ian Foster will not win the World Cup or we will not win the World Cup with Ian Foster as All Blacks coach. There's too much proof in the pudding with, what, six losses in the last eight test matches that uh, he's not the right person for the job. They Look, full credit, Smithy. I thought they played phenomenally well for, for a majority of that game on Sunday morning. Um, I thought they defended superbly in the first test match and they turned that around in the second test where they actually attacked with vigour and um, they were brilliant under the high ball. Wall Jordan is just a simply magnificent player. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Gordy summed it up great in his opinion piece. I've just finished reading it where he, you know, he said it was, um, they learned from their mistakes by scheduling the press, press conference, but what they've accomplished is nothing. And if anything, uh, as shown on 6 p.m. news last night, where TVNZ and News are both leading with Mark Robertson saying not, not much at all, rather than putting the focus on what was a phenomenal test performance. Okay, um, right, let's uh, just speculate a wee bit here, can we? Uh, Jamie in particular, first of all, uh, I just wonder how this plays out now. And we, we haven't got a lot of time. It's uh, less than a fortnight now till that test match against Argentina in Christchurch. Uh, it's quite clear that uh, Ian Foster within the group has some backing um, on the board because otherwise he probably would have been gone after Ireland. Now that backing will turn around and say, we told you, we told you he could win one over there. How do you see it planning out? Well, I think the reaction from the players uh, afterwards was pretty interesting, uh, given that it was... It seems like at least that it was player power that got Plumtree and Brad Moore um, removed. So perhaps there is a lot more weight um, to their opinions than you might think, which is an interesting kind of prospect given that, uh, you know, that this is a decision that should be made, well, it's supposed to be made by a board uh, above a CEO. So, you know, why the players have that much sway over, over things is, you know, deserves a bit of a conversation of its own. In um, saying that, though, there was another result on the weekend um, that could have a pretty big bearing on things that happened, and that's yeah. that Argentina absolutely smashed the Wallabies. Um, so they're coming over here as, as a pretty distinct prospect of, of uh, like, like looking to create a bit of history of their own. They've just seen Ireland come over and win their first ever test match in New Zealand. Um, remember, they, they beat the All Blacks a couple of years ago. Um, they, they're not, they, their whole mindset around around um, uh, playing the All Blacks is not what it was, not what it used to be. And so, I think that they uh, present a much tougher prospect than I think Foster and and a lot of New Zealand rugby fans probably probably think. And so, yeah, the, the fortnight in between uh, to be able to either make a change because. You can talk about how great that all-black victory was till the cows come home, and that, that's awesome. But it's not a sustainable way to um, win, win rugby games. They'd, they'd completely just re- revamped themselves over the week and surprised the Springboks with the way they played. Um, you can't just constantly count on su- surprising people. Um, so I think that uh, there, there is enough time to bring in someone else, um, given that that's what they wanted to do anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think that Robinson's obviously made it clear that Foster's going to be gone. Okay, interesting. Uh, we shall take a, a quick news break. I'll come back and get your opinion on that uh, as well, Brad. Particularly, I suppose it's uh, easy to, to make a change if the guy you're bringing in is coaching in his own city, on his own ground, 
uh, with a lot of his own players. That might um, make it a slightly easier decision, if that is the case. Uh, we'll th- talk about that with uh, Brad Lewis and Jamie Wall uh, when we return here for the panel. At- big talk, big opinions, the panel. Jamie Wall and Brad Lewis uh, with us this morning here on the panel. Brad, um, uh, what are you forecasting this week at, at headquarters then? Yeah, um, well, if they're going to make a change, Smithy, it has to be this week, right? You cannot come out and say Ian Foster is our coach for the Pumas test matches because uh, what what good does that do the team? What good does it do Fozzie? Like if, if Fozzie keeps his job, he now keeps his job through the World Cup. You cannot make any more changes. I think we've, we've hit that point, right, where... Um, any changes after this is too late um, with, what, four or five tests left uh, in, in the home season. That that change has to be made this week. And as you said, um, it's a pretty nice welcoming if a, if a certain Scott Robertson uh, is the person that they decide to, to move forth and coach this team. I don't know if Jamie's probably got better oil than that. Joe Schmidt, I know, has, has been talked about as a potential caretaker coach through the World Cup. But uh, if they're going to make a change, it has to be now. They, they cannot wait any longer because... What if they beat Argentina twice and then lose to Australia with Fozzie in charge twice? And then we've got a whole summer to talk about uh, the all-black coaching position moving forward until until next year. So that decision needs to be made right away. Uh, I, I get the distinct feeling that Mark Robinson wants a new coach and I would not be surprised if, if that's where we're heading. But player power is a big thing in sports, Smithy. It always has been. And if you've got six or seven of our most experienced and key All Blacks all uh, talking to New Zealand Rugby and talking to the selection committee, whatever it is, saying, we, Fozzie's our man, we want Fozzie, that's going to be very hard for them to ignore. Mm, I, I think almost impossible, impossible to ignore. Um, even bearing in mind that uh, the coach that would be perhaps coming in is uh, a personal favourite of a lot of them as well, uh, I would un- I would mm. be thinking. Um, Jamie, um, here's the thing. Uh, we didn't even expect uh, an all-black win, to be perfectly honest. We certainly didn't expect the Warriors to beat the Bulldogs 42-18. Uh, <laughs> hell of a weekend. Uh, eh? it, was, it was the dream for the punter of the outsider. Huh. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's... Um it's a very, I think it's probably the only time in history that you've got a, a Warriors result and an All Black result that you can sort of talk about in the same way. Um, I, yeah, I was at, I was at the game on Friday. Um, first off, massive, massive ups to the the fans. You had almost seventeen thousand people there um, to watch uh, a Warriors, a Warriors team that's obviously had a very disappointing season. Um, so to show, to see, be around that, it was the first game I'd. I'd attended um, obviously in almost three years um, so to be back in that atmosphere was really something quite special uh, so well done well done to everybody um, who showed up there uh, except the showy guy he can, he can piss off um, but the <laughs> the 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 result itself um, was just one of those things where it was like damn if only they could do that if they could play like this on a consistent basis you know you you actually got to see how good <clears throat> that team could possibly be. Um, uh, afterwards, uh, uh, Tohu Harris rated it as obviously you know up there with the best of, of the season. I would say it's qu- quite easily their best performance um, <clears throat> of the season. Uh, and it was just great to see Sean Johnson like really wind the clock back and, and score that match ceiling try uh, in front of the South Stand. So yeah, I mean it's one of those ones where you know you probably if they can keep if they can keep that going for the next I think it's three games uh, left if they can sort of roll that sort of form on, then we're going to have another big summer of them getting talked up and the, this is this is our year conversation for 2023. 
Okay. Um, what did you make of it, Brad? I thought I thought it was great, and I, I, I'm with Jamie. I'm so stoked for the fans; like they deserve this. And the play, you know, like the players. I know we, we, we're hard on them, but uh, you know they they want to do what the best they can for this team. They don't want to lose every game by 30 points. You know, Tohu Harris has been a winner his whole entire career. I'm sure that that was a, a relief for him as well. Uh, and and just, just impressed with the, the freedom they played with, like the confidence they played with, almost like the shackles have been released, much like the All Blacks in a way. I thought the All Blacks played with a lot of freedom uh, as well. And, and the Warriors sort of played with the, well, you know, it can't get any worse. Uh, and, and it just goes to show, I think, that, and this is where we need to cut them some slack, guys, and that is they haven't played at home for three seasons. And you and you look back at the record of the Warriors, and, and every year they have two or three home games where they sort of spank a team by 30, 40 points uh, because that home, home side can, can get you up in the last 20 minutes and get you home. And they haven't had that for three years. And I think... Uh, we can start to judge this team uh, properly from next season uh, when they are playing half the games at home. And hopefully if the NRL comes to the party, which they absolutely should, the Warriors don't play one game out of Australia next year until the playoffs. Out of New Zealand, I beg your pardon. Yeah, interesting. Uh, absolutely interesting. And this, of course, with an interim coach, because uh, they know where their future is, even if it's uh, with a new coach next year and new coaching personnel. It's quite interesting uh, you play under that uh, particular regime. But anyway, um, let's uh, focus uh, a little bit on domestic rugby, Jamie, if we can. Man, this uh, this Bunnings NPC is shaping up to be a cracker. Um, sides, um, sides are outperforming themselves on previous form. Uh, Favourites getting beaten. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Canterbury again with a side that I think uh, when they started their starting 15 last week was full of Super 15 players, Super 15 talent. Goodness me, they look like uh, they're going to be tough to roll Canterbury. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just par for the course, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> I, I have to, uh, I really enjoyed Taranaki getting thumped by Plenty. Um, that, was, that was a fun result for me. Um, actually, I'm enjoying watching every other team except for Wellington um, lose, and then Wellington lose anyway. So, you know, that's just the way the NPC uh, goes. Um, just from a obviously being based in Auckland, um, interesting conversations been having up here about the makeup of the Auckland team and the amount of players that have been brought in. Um, when Auckland, you'd think, would have quite a strong player base uh, going on. You know, you only had. I think there's only two players from the Monaco Rovers club that won the Gallagher Shield, which is pretty uh, competitive competition um, up there. So I think that there's a bit of a, there's there's a little bit of a feeling of disconnect up here in Auckland around the NPC team, around um, who it's actually representing and 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 the way they're playing. But at the same time, they they are getting the results. I'll give them that, even though I believe there I didn't see it, but was there a fire alarm or something that went off in a uh, in the game yesterday, and they, and they had to they had to evacuate the stadium onto the onto the field or something like that. Like I mean, someone, that is just that's, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Like that, that's the only good happen yeah. in New Zealand was a burnt cheese roll or something. That's right. Yeah, a burnt cheese roll. You, and you don't. I mean, down south, that that's sacrilege to be in to be in those cheese rolls. They are a winner. They're yeah. a winner. Auckland has loved to back a winner too, guys. Right. So uh, we will. Uh, you know, as we've seen, Auckland's been pretty competitive for the last sort of three seasons. Take out last season, of course, which was a write-off with COVID. But uh, yeah, we we love as Auckland is to get behind a winner. So I don't care really who they're bringing in, as long as we get the W most weeks uh, out of not. Where can I can I ask you guys, uh, Brad? I ask you first. Where do where do where do we sit with RTS now, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck? I mean, where does he sit uh, within the All Black squad within the group? And should he not be playing some rugby? 
Yeah, that's a great question, and I think you've hit the nail on the head. If, if he has gone, if he if he's not going to be part of this the, this first team lineup moving forward, he absolutely needs to get playing some rugby. I haven't even thought about that until you brought it up. And look, I'm not convinced David Harvey is the 12th of the future. Uh, he had a reasonably good game on the weekend. Um, I, I like what Quinn Sapire brings brings to his game, and obviously ALB and Jack Goodhue are going to be part of that midfield as we forward. And Rico had an outstanding game, although he had been poor for the three tests before that, but. Uh, yeah, uh, if he's not going to be playing any rugby for the All Blacks in the, in the coming weeks, and I think we will see a lot of those players, like your Dalton Papali'i's, if he's not part of that um, 23 movement. But with a new coach coming in, Smitty, potentially, who knows, right? So, like, uh, maybe if if, uh, if Razor comes in, he might have a different idea of what his, his 23 looks like. But, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see a guy like Roger Tuivasa-Sheik, who needs rugby, given plenty of rugby for Auckland. I'm sure Auckland would... would um, snap him up in a heartbeat if he, would, if he became available. Where does, where does he sit for you, Jamie? Because, you know, the, he was fast-tracked, there's no doubt about it, he was fast-tracked, but it's clearly not part of the plans when the, when the acid really went on. I mean, he, what, he got a token period of play on a losing test match in Wellington, and that's it. Yeah, it's certainly not the way we saw this story playing out uh, when he was announced um, as moving up, switching codes last year. I mean, he first off, he's, he's barely played at all, um, let alone, you know, really impressed. Like, oh, he obviously had showed the goods in, in Super Rugby, which, I, you know, justified his selection in the All Blacks. But where he actually fits in uh, in a test match, like a top-level test match, obviously the All Blacks' uh, schedule hasn't helped him at all because they've all been, you know, uh, games where you'd, you want your top 15 on the field. There hasn't been, like, a couple of gimme tests against uh, lesser opposition in there that you could give him a start and and I don't think there's going to be with this Argentinian team um, coming over perhaps if they thrash them in the first test then, then maybe he'd get a run there but yeah like Brad said I, I would much rather have him turning up for Auckland um, and the NPC uh, where he can not only you know get the ball in his hands quite a bit but draw a lot of eyeballs to that competition because as we can sit here and talk about as much as much as we like because we're NPC tragics and we grew up with it and everything but it's definitely a, com- a competition that needs some more attention put on it because the crowds are down um, I'm, I'm guessing the, the viewing numbers are down and, and it, it really needs something to, to kind of reignite it um, more than people burning their cheese rolls in, a, in the grandstand <laughs> Absolutely uh, Jamie Wall and Brad Lewis have been our panellists this morning and still we wait for the outcome to uh, what the All Blacks uh, board members are actually going to do uh, going forward. It is uh, 10.42 here on SENZ. We'll be back shortly. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.